welcome back to the Nosebleeds podcast. That's K-N-O-W-S Bleeds because we sit up in the nosebleeds because we broke. But we know what we're talking about. It is your girl Brandy and next to me I have... It's your boy. Yo, what up y'all? So today's Wednesday. We record every Wednesday, but we'll have episodes out to y'all on Thursday. So when we talk about things, we talk about things that happened on Wednesday. Um, first of all, we just launched everything, so we want to thank everyone for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Um, we already have a couple of five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you have Apple Podcasts, please go review us. And if you have Spotify, totally okay. Just download it and then listen to us. You don't even have to rate us. So totally on you. But we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also catch us on our social media. Our Twitter's at the underscore nosebleeds. And also on Instagram, we are just the nosebleeds. How do you spell nosebleeds again, Brandy? K-N-O-W-S and then bleeds. Like he bleeds out. <laughs> <laughs> that got dark real fast. But if you guys have any questions, suggestions, comments, concerns, feel free to hit us up on social media. Um, if you have any topics you want us to talk about or you disagree or agree with anything we say on the podcast, let us know on our social medias. Or if you want to, you know, if you want to come on the show. Let us know, and we could have you here for show. Oh, okay. All right, love you too. <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna start off with the MLB. Um, on Tuesday night, Yankees left-handed pitcher CC Sabathia became the 17th pitcher in history to have 3,000 career strikeouts, and he's the only, the third left-hander with 3,000 strikeouts. And he actually reached this on his first um, career start at Chase Field on Tuesday. It's actually his 33rd different, he's been to 33 different um, MLB ballparks in his career. That's insane. This is an old man, but he dominates at every single one of those ballparks throughout his entire career on the Indians, on the Yankees. He was killing it. So shout out to CeCe Sabathia. Congratulations on 3K strikeouts. And also what happened on Tuesday night in the MLB, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had his performance in the big leagues against the Angels, which you'll know his dad was on the Angels. He actually didn't do too hot, but he did walk a couple times, so he was on base. Um, He is exactly like his dad. He chases pitches outside the zone, (laughs) and he makes contact with some of them. It's funny. And he also, like, swings for the fences every single at-bat. I think that's a little because he's, like, an amateur right now. but Oh, that's for sure the reason Yeah, so as he gets acclimated to the league, which he should have no problem to because that boy got some raw power. He just got to tap the ball once and then boom. Seriously. But, yeah, so we'll see. He'll be playing. Well, to you guys, it'll be – he would have already played the second game against the I Angels. I might go to that third game, honestly. Do Let's it. Let's see. Little Vladdy Jr. Nobody w- ever wants to go to Angels games, so luckily tickets are really cheap. Yeah. So you could probably go. Yeah. I'll be the one <laughs> fan in attendance. <laughs> I drove past it, and it was a good game, too, last night. It was uh, 3-3. Goodwin hit a home run late in the eighth inning. And I was driving past Angels Stadium, and there's literally, like, you look at the nosebleeds, there's literally no one in there. Except me and Brandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. See what we did there. But there's literally no one in there, and it's it's sad. <laughs> this is what the angels have come to. I mean, yeah, but they're all. I mean, they're not. They're not performing. You know, so it's also against the Blue Jays. Like outside of Laddie Jr., who who wants to see the Blue Jays? I mean, true. Yeah. I mean, who wants to see the Angels? But I mean, you didn't have to bring that up again. <laughs> I already agreed with you. That's that. what I thought about not saying it, but I'm gonna say it again. You're ruthless. Well, I'm just being honest, you know. just want everyone to be reminded of it. Truth hurts. Anyways, 
Um, so moving on to Cody Bellinger, who's breaking records. He has 37 RBIs before May 1st. That's the most any player has had before May 1st. Insane. He's balling right now. Also, he is one of the four players in the MLB to ever get 14 home runs before May 1st. Who is also in that category and who also achieved that this year? Christian Yelich. Your future husband? My future husband. Yeah. Yeah, they've been going back and forth. It's been fun to watch them too in the league. Um and Cody Bellinger just he doesn't know how to strike out. Every single at bat I feel like he always puts contact Knock on, on the bull. I know, right? But um he always puts contact on the ball. And th- some of them are like deep outs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So and also Christian Yelich too, that he just has raw power. Yeah. Um it's pretty much Christian Yelich versus Cody Bellinger at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now moving on to the NFL. So a lot of things happened during the draft. Um, kind of, and you know, you had your like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Then like, duh, Kyler Murray, of course, is going to the Cardinals. Even though I, even though there was speculation that he wasn't, I, they probably just did that just to, you know, get the drama and the rumors started. Yeah, it's for viewers. It's well, literally yeah. for viewership. Like, who's going to go number one? Right. But, mm, I mean, if I bet, it would, I would have put my money on Kyler Murray going number one. Right. Especially since I mean, the odds I'm, dropped. I should have. I messed up. I, I don't bet, though. Yeah, me neither. I was going to say, I'm not a betting person. Because yeah. I feel like even if I'm, like, 90%, I feel like I'm 90% right, I just always lose. So, But, I mean, the Cardinals still had plenty amount of drama. Well, maybe not the Cardinals, but Josh Rosen did. So Josh Rosen was traded to the Dolphins. And then after it's kind of, and then it's a pretty much after he was gone, everybody's like, oh, well, he wasn't a great leader. He wasn't a good player, blah, blah, blah. Talking all this shit on Josh Rosen. Poor Josh Rosen. I mean, it's not like he had the best line in the world, you know? So, like, he had about three seconds to decide something. <laughs> <laughs> I said I said this in one of our old podcasts is that I think Josh Rosen overrated. I still stand by it. he's overrated, but he was not given a fair chance, in my opinion. Mm-mm. With the new coaching staff coming in, um, and the thing is, he came to all training camps. He came to all team meetings. And he did what he was supposed to do. And as a rookie, like, Cliff Kingsbury only had maybe a week or two with him. Mm-hmm. And I guess try to, like, teach him the ropes of the new offense. But I don't know what happened, but they're just, we're done. Yeah. We don't, we, we're done with you. We got Kyler on the board with the number one pick. We're going to go yeah. with him. Which, honestly, I could, I would have done too. But... The part that screwed them over is they literally got pennies on the dollar for Josh Rosen. Like, mm-hmm. the Dolphins stole him. Oh, yeah. So, we'll see how that works. And also, the Dolphins got a brand new head coach, too. Mm-hmm. Adam Gase gone. They got now Brian Flores. So, we'll see how he flourishes in Miami because Brian he- Flores is a defensive-minded head coach. And he, he does have a better offensive line over there, too. I mean... Kinda, but not really. They allowed the Dolphins allowed fifty two sacks last year. I think that's that's mainly because of injury, and they lost it. They lost their right tackle, I believe. Right. It is. So yeah, I mean, before we get into that, I just want to say really quick that Josh Rosen, he see he seems very confident about it. Uh, I think Coach Flores, he had said. That's so weird to say Flores. Flores is my last name. It's so weird to call somebody else Flores. Anyways. Um, Coach Forrest for the Dolphins, he had said that, oh, you know, when Josh Rosen comes in, like, he shouldn't expect to be a starter, blah, blah, blah. But Josh Rosen basically came out and said, oh, I'm not going to be a backup. He's going to start. Who are they going to start? Fitzpatrick? Well, Old I mean, man Fitzpatrick? I, I mean, mean, yeah, Fitzpatrick had that crazy start to last season, but no way in hell. Like, Josh Rosen. So, Josh, in my opinion, what the Dolphins should do is start Josh Rosen, 
If he pans out, great. You got him for a second-round pick. But, if I mean, they look- also have to see how you – I mean, they have to compare. They have to give Fitzpatrick a shot, mm, you know? I don't think so. I think you bring him in, him in as a mentor because he's a veteran quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. and I think he can mentor Josh Rosen because he's, he's already played in the league for a year as a starter. So it's not like he needs to maybe learn the offense, but, like, they also have a newer offensive coach, so I think that it's going to be very similar situation that he had with the Cardinals, but it's gonna, it's only going to be a little better just because he doesn't have this like cloud hovering over him that everybody wants him gone. So what I'm saying is Josh Rosen pans out, great, you only give up a second-round pick. If he doesn't pan out, then you have a star in the making in Tua coming out of Alabama in next year's draft. That doesn't work out. You have Trevor Lawrence from Clemson coming out of college, so it's like... I, I think you you ride with Josh Rosen, see how he does. No, I think they will. I think that he's for sure going to beat out Fitzpatrick. I think that he's for sure going to beat him out, but he can't. But, like, what, what the coach is saying, he can't just expect to kind of just walk over and do that. For Which, sure, but I, I think, don't think Josh Rosen's the type of guy to just, like, expect things either because he even said, like, no, I'll work hard. He's like, but I'm not going to be a backup. And I think that he has a lot to prove for himself after all this drama that happened with him during the draft. So I think it's going to be good for him. But which I mean, he actually, the, which he did, he hadn't handled it really professionally. Oh yeah, coming when he uh, sent out that video mm-hmm. about the Cardinals, he like gave Kyler Murray his good looks and all that. So yeah. handled it very professionally. I mean, what he did say that I really like is he said, "quote Very rarely do you get a second chance to make a first impression." If I felt like I got drafted twice, end quote. And I think that's cool, and I think that's why I think it's going to be really good for him to be. In Miami, but I mean Miami has all kinds of issues on the offensive line. So I mean it can't be worse than the Cardinals. Uh, it all, I mean, it can't be worse. I don't know. I, I I don't know. With the new, they have a newer I, coach. So I mean that. I mean there's also. I like, think this is a new. Fr- this is a fresh start for him. So things may work out differently. Yeah. I they, mean, he doesn't have David Johnson in the backfield though. That's a big thing. Yeah. He doesn't have a. I don't know even know if you can call David Johnson a star running back. I, he's a top tier running back. Don't get me wrong. He's in that A tier, but he he doesn't have that in Miami that he had in uh, Arizona. But he has good receivers too, though. Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills. Yeah, but I mean, if that line can't you know protect yeah. him, that's where it's gonna all come down to. Like they traded Juwan is now in Denver. He's with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. And they also they did draft Isaiah Prince from Ohio State, but you I mean he's a rookie, so it's not going to be like they can rely on him too heavily at, at, from the start, unless he just comes out. I think this is the best time to try to get that rookie in there because I think building chemistry with a rookie or not a rookie quarterback, second a young quarterback, new quarterback to the team, and a rookie. I think, and they also have Laramie Tunsil on, at left tackle, so I think bringing in these younger guys. Helping them bond together and create chemistry together will help, but you, you're right when it comes to the offensive line, it still is a giant question mark. Yeah. And I mean, also they Jordan Mills from the Bills, he's still available right now, but Jordan Mills wants a big contract, so I think that Miami should invest in him just so they have someone they can cut kind of rely on on the line. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, bring in these newer guys because. But I think so. Do you think that this year is going to be kind of a rebuilding year for them, just kind of figuring it oh, out? For sure. When when they traded Tannehill and fired Adam Gase, I think they completely press the rebuild button yeah and i think it's the right thing to do because who knows if josh rosen pans out or like i said tua or trevor lawrence you get them you brady brady's only getting older he's not getting any younger so the patriots are going to stay at top of the division regardless and i think with josh allen in the, on the bills now uh, 
being division rivals, I think they need a young quarterback. They need a fresh start. So pressing the rebuild button now is the best time to do it rather than later. Yeah, I think this is going to, like you said, it is a rebuilding year, but it'll, I mean, it will be exciting. It'll be frustrating for Dolphins fans. I mean, like, it's not frustrating already, yeah. but at least there's some hope. Now, moving on. So, sticking along the, te- the theme of the draft, we have the good and the bad, the good picks and the bad. Let's start with the bad, because bad news always before good news, right? Right. Okay. So, um, I have... I picked. I had one who I thought was very obvious. This is an awful pick. Now, the Buccaneers picked a kicker. Now, this is the second kicker they've picked in the past four drafts. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I mean, I understand that, but you. Can, but that's just. It just doesn't make sense. Because that's their main form of offense, probably <laughs> in scoring. Like mm, quarterback, kicker, quarterback. Well, they got. Kicker. J- they they still have faith in famous Jameis over there, so. Uh, I don't know why they took care of that early. Don't know, because clearly the last one panned out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why the last one did not pan out very well. Right, but yeah. you can find so many of these other kickers undrafted, like free why? agency. Like, there's no need to waste a draft pick on a kicker. Yeah, unless it's like the seventh round pick, then yes, even that. Like, even in my eyes, that's kind of like an iffy <sighs> because I mean, you can't find those guys like anywhere. You yeah. can show up to a park and find one. <laughs> Damn, it's like that. Well, okay. Now we don't we like d- we don't like kickers on this podcast. I, I mean, I'm very, I'm very explicit that I <laughs> about how I feel my stance on kickers in the NFL. Like, all you got one job. All they do is kick. They don't they don't weight lift. Maybe they do squats, but maybe some like RDLs. But I mean, you can't go out there and miss like a 35 yard I'm kick. Gonna, you can't do it. Me and Brandy are gonna go out to a football field and kick some field goals. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm gonna like post it on our Katie social Nolan. media, <laughs> and I'm gonna post it on our social media, and then, dependent on the result of our kicking, then you'll hear whether we like kickers or not, or whether we respect them more or not. I, I respect them as people. As people, <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I not that I don't respect them. Wow, I sound like I sound like a jerk. No, I know yeah, I don't. You are ruthless right now. I don't. Not I don't re- not respect them, but it just makes me angry. And I'm sure everybody can agree with me on this. When a kicker goes out, there's someone you can rely on. Okay, cool. We're gonna get the extra point. Whatever. Okay, we're we're like only 40 yards out. Totally fine. Boom, miss. Only 40 yards out? I mean, this is what they do their whole lives. That's like me going to school my whole life, and then all of a sudden I can't read one day. Never know. That's a little dramatic. (laughs) That was. (laughs) Watch, I'm going to go dyslexic now. Hey, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it won't. But, yeah, so some of my bad picks were Cleland Farrell, who was pick number four overall by Oakland. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> you think having Mike Mayock as your GM of the Oakland Raiders, like getting a scout slash like draft expert in the past as a general manager, he'd be making good picks or mm-hmm. they'd actually be making decent picks and they go out and get Cleveland Farrell when Josh Allen is still on the board, when there's still so many guys on the board and I'm just like, what is going on? That, that shocked me. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, so I'll, this was a bad pick for the Giants, but I just want to say I did call it. Daniel Jones went to the Giants. They could have got Haskins, but he ended up going to the Redskins, which, by the way, I was also right about. But, you know, 
I, but they really, but the Giants really do stand behind Daniel Jones. They believe in him because they're just going to ride Eli out until he's done with his contract, and then he's pretty much going to be the replacement. But I think this could be good for the Giants eventually, but not now. And the Giants have so many other issues right now. So, which is why when they took that's why Daniel Jones is not a bad pick. Yeah. Because after trading Odell Beckham, like. The fan base is already questioning. Did you, you see like the video of when they would turn to fans like who were at the draft, like Giants fans? Their just faces just dropped, like yeah. disbelief. Yeah, because I don't know. J- J- Daniel Jones could pan out, but he will from, eventually. From a, I I don't think so. You don't think so? I think you could have taken Josh. You could have traded for Josh Rosen clearly for a second round pick. Right. I would take Josh Rosen over Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones hasn't proved anything to me. Dwayne Haskins has. And right. Dwayne Haskins is playing but the in giant, the Big Ten. But I think Daniel Jones, like, he does show promise to be good, really good. And they still have Eli Manning. They're going to ride him out. So they don't need to get, a, like, a guy like Haskins. Which I don't know why they're riding out Eli well, Manning. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's but that's what they're doing. That's their mindset. They're going to ride Eli Manning till he's done or he decides to retire, whatever. His contract's up. And then so now they just need someone to develop while he's there. But you my whole thing is at the sixth pick, you could have gotten way better – value for your pick because you still had the 17th pick too from trading odell beckham jr mm-hmm. you, had the, you had the 17th pick i think you could easily gotten daniel jones at the 17th pick or if daniel jones goes to the redskins you get Dwayne haskins which is not as bad either so at that my whole thing of it being a, a bad pick was the fact that they picked them at number six they didn't trade back or they didn't trade like so they got dexter lawrence from clemson at 17 and they could have got Josh Allen uh, at six, and they could have got Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins at number seventeen. Um, that, that that's my whole spiel about why I think it was a bad pick. They it, didn't get the value yeah. for their pick. No, and I see where you're coming from. In that that sense, it does like it. It is a bad pick. I I have it as a bad pick too. But um, I see where they're coming from in their mindset. Like if they're thinking the way I just said, like that makes sense. Maybe or maybe like his dad. Well, actually, actually, (laughs) but actually, um, Daniel Jones and Eli Manning, like, know each other because Daniel Jones has been to the Manning camp with Peyton, Mm -hmm. Archie and Eli. So it's all about who you know. Yeah. But I don't know. At number six, I I don't know about that pick. Yeah. I mean, because you think he would have still been there for sure. huh? I think. Yeah. The only other team that would need a quarterback is the Redskins. And yeah. I don't think they would take Daniel Jones. I think I they think would have taken Haskins. And even if they would, if they take Haskins at... yeah, No, yeah, they did take Haskins at 15, but I'm saying, like, so the, they take Haskins, you still get Daniel Jones at 17. Right. I mean, this worked out great for the Redskins. Yeah. I think I think Haskins would do very well with the Redskins. I think so, too. I, th- I mean, a guy doesn't throw 50 touchdowns in a season for nothing. Yeah. I mean, his 40 time was awful. He ran a 5-0-1 or something like that, 40-time, which is awful. But he's a quarterback. He's a big dude. So did Tom Brady. Tom Brady looked like a big, giant goofball, and he's probably the greatest quarterback to ever live. Yeah. At the con- I remember watching those, I think. But, I mean, he wasn't known to be athletic. I mean, I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins right. was known to be athletic, which is why I'm saying, well, the f- aside from his 40-time, everything else checked off the list as a quarterback in the NFL, which is th- – that's why I thought Haskins – over Daniel Jones. But hey, you called it. I I'll did. give you that. Thank you very much. And then I have one more bad pick and that is Damian Harris for the New England Patriots. Um Damian Harris was a number one prospect coming out of high school, went to Alabama. Uh I thought he would like ball out in 
in college, but I mean, he it was a running back com- by committee at Alabama, and I don't know why the Patriots took another running back. They have Sony Michelle, they have James White, they have James Devlin, mm-hmm. they have Rex Burkhead, or sorry, Devlin's their fullback. They have Rex Burkhead, and now you're adding a guy like Damien here. Like, why? I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it was unnecessary. Very unnecessary. I think they should have picked up a receiver. They did. In the first round, they did. Well, but, like, instead of getting another running back, you know? Like, why are you going to get another running back? Yeah. I'm saying, if anything, get another receiver or another defensive end. Agreed, agreed. Which is uh, just... How many running backs do you plan on rotating? I mean, yeah, injury history with your running backs, but still. Maybe they're just trying to be forward. And, and especially after go- after drafting Sony Michelle last year, like, as their first-round pick, like, why would you go running back again? I don't know. It's it's beyond me, but I just – in the third round, third round you can still get great value for your pick. And I think they could have gone elsewhere rather than running back. Okay, we're just going to take a brief – pause and you're gonna hear something from our sponsors Ugh, there's never anything on the radio i know they always play the same five songs wait is it six o'clock yet oh yeah it's throwback thursday turn it on Throwback Thursdays at 6 p.m. to hear top hits and my favorite songs from the 2000s right here on Titan Radio. Okay, so now we're going to go into the steals of the draft or the good picks um, or the people who got the most bang for their buck. Um, We kind of already said this, Dwayne Harris, Washington Redskins, I think... The Redskins did very well, like you said. They could have gotten Daniel Jones, but they got the they got Dwayne Haskins. I think this is really good because they need a starting quarterback now. Especially after that Alex yeah. Smith injury. I, I have Haskins, too, uh, yeah. for Washington. The Redskins, yeah, because that's that was their biggest weakness last year. I remember when the season started, they were it was like, oh, are the Redskins? Oh, are they going to be good? And, they and were, then Alex Smith got hurt. They are one of the trade uh, teams for Joe Flacco, too, I remember. It was Broncos or Jacksonville or Redskins. Even for Josh, Al- or sorry, not Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, he was. Uh, they were one of the team too, which means they desperately needed a need a quarterback, and they got their guy Dwayne Haskins at fifteen. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. And then also, I had the Bills. They got Ed Oliver, defensive tackle. Mm. Yeah. At number nine, he was one of the. Yeah, I think he he was arguably one of the draft's best two defensive tackles. So yeah, him they really and Quinn and Williams. Yeah. I think they did, and especially after losing Kyle Williams on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. I think that helped them out a no, lot. Yeah, they definitely capitalized. They, they saw what they were missing, and they got it. Yeah. Great value for their pick. Um, Who do you have? I have Ed Oliver, too, and I have DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah. The beast out of Ole Miss. He was taken in the last pick in the second round by the Seahawks, and Seahawks need receivers badly. Um, so another weapon, great weapon for Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. Dude is a beast. If you don't know, he ran a four three three at a, at the combine, and mind you, this dude is six four, two hundred thirty pounds, and I don't know if this is true or not, but scientists and experts are saying that he's like one percent body fat or something like that. Must be nice. I don't. Yeah, but just imagine that four three, 
230 pounds, 6'4", with 1% body. Like, that's insane. That's like the perfect football specimen, but, athlete. But his some of his combine stats didn't pan out, and that was his three-cone drill and shuttle run. And those times were equivalent to Tom Brady's. <laughs> so, well, but see, Tom Brady doesn't run the routes, so that's, what that's I'm where saying. it's going to be an issue. That's what I'm saying. So a lot of the experts are saying, like, he could just run a go route just straight ahead. Just run as fast as you can. Like um, Forrest Gump. Yeah, some Forrest just Gump stuff. Just keep right running. There. Go as fast as you can. Don't stop. Run, and just turn around. DK, run. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And then also, it's good that the Seahawks picked him up because now, I'm, I'm moving on kind of from the draft, Doug Baldwin might retire. So this might be perfect timing for them. The Seahawks have not released whether or not he, they think he's for sure going to retire or not, but everything's kind of pointing towards he is. Yeah, it was uh, sad. Adam Schefter tweeted the day of the draft saying that Doug Baldwin might not be able to play due to cumulative effect of multiple injuries mm-hmm. the chance that baldwin one of the seahawks best and most popular players has played his last nfl down so honestly that when i read that i was kind of heartbroken because i was like this guy's only 30 yeah i mean it receiver. is heartbreaking but that's that's a sport you know yeah, that's and why he's I, so good and so i could understand at this point why he just doesn't want to sacrifice his entire body because if, imagine if he takes one bad hit again it could be like very devastating for his body because he and it's like, he's only 30 but i mean that's still it's getting kind of old like, yeah and, and you hear about players going into the off season getting off season surgery being ready by uh the new season by training camp stuff like that but doug baldwin was having multiple surgeries he had multiple, multiple injuries. injuries so it's like that's just something you don't want to live with for the rest of your life so i think that's why it, it still isn't set in stone whether he is, but the Seahawks went into the draft with the mindset of Doug Baldwin is going to retire, which is why they took DK Metcalf and they took two other receivers in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I just feel bad for him because, I mean, he what if he, I don't think he knew, like, if he does retire, I don't think he knew that he, that was his last down he's ever going to play. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like that's an, an emotional side to it when you play a sport your whole life and it becomes your life and then have not having that final moment. It kind of sucks. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's extremely loved by Seattle, so I'm sure, like, he won't go out unnoticed or anything like that. Like, oh, yeah, he is absolutely loved yeah. by Seattle because without him, who knows if they win the Super They have a Super Bowl ring under their belt. Right. So... Yeah, with him. Yeah, with him and Russ. Also, counterpoint. What if because all his besties are gone? Richard Sherman and Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. yeah, he's like, eh. Legion of Boom gone. All my homies gone. He's like, you know what? Like, all I got was Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson's too busy with Sierra. Yeah. Seattle, we got a deal done. <laughs> you see that video? No. You haven't seen that video of Russell no. Wilson this year? Oh when she's God. braiding his hair? No. Okay, so if you guys haven't seen this, look it up. It's Russell Wilson basically breaking the news of his brand new contract. And this is at like 3 in the morning or like 2 in the morning or something. And he's like, he put on like his, oh man, like, oh, I'm sleepy, oh, I'm hood type of voice. Like, Seattle, we got a deal. Oh, I remember. <laughs> it was so funny. I was so confused when he first did that. I was looking at him like, what? No, but no, I remember. I, know, I was like, uh, did I say that right? <laughs> <laughs> it just no. wasn't a good impression. I don't know. I think the the listeners will get I'm it. I'm sure you gave it your all though. A for but effort. Also, also, if you haven't if you haven't seen that, go check that out and then go look at his teammates' reenactment of it. It's the funniest shit ever. But yeah, so Doug Baldwin, sad, sad news. Also, if Seattle, if he doesn't retire, I'm pretty sure Seattle will, may might cut him. But they have to cut him before June 2nd in order to save $10 million in cap space. 
So yeah, the news about Doug Baldwin being gone sucks, but the ability to save ten million dollars in cap space, especially after that Russell Wilson contract, it's that that's some good news. And and speaking of retiring and my favorite position on the team, kickers. Jankowski is retiring. Sebastian Janikowski. Janikowski. Yeah, dude played 19 years in the NFL. So this is the kind of stats I'm talking about for kickers. He had, of his field goal attempts, 98.5%. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. He was also kicking those way before the extra point rules were changed. But, yeah, I, I feel you. He, he was getting the job done. He was. I mean, and overall is 80%. Eight, yeah. So, I mean, that's like, eh, but we won't get into that. Y'all know how I feel. But he was, he's 41. He was almost two decades in the league. That man had a beer belly last year. <laughs> like, you could tell, like, there's a point, like, yo, you got to go down to Cal hey, man. And now he can just look forward. He has three girls. So he said that he looks forward to just taking them to school and being. As a cab driver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as an Uber driver now. Cab driver, Uber driver. For his daughters. Lyft driver. Anyways. Yeah, that's cute. He has made more money than any kicker in NFL history. That's how you go out. That is how you go out. Just drop the mic out. Yep. And uh, crazy stat is that he is the only player, or sorry, he was the second to last player remaining in the 2000 NFL draft. The mm-hmm. only player remaining, Tom Brady. I don't think that man's ever going to retire. I mean, he should. I feel like if he doesn't retire within the next four years, it's like he's going to break. But the thing is, like, injuries have really haven't been his... Th- I know, right? He's gonna, his bones are going to be brittle because he's an old man. But you want to know why? He's still going to be winning Super Bowl rings know, while imagine. doing that shit. He's, like, walking. He's crutching out. Boom. 50-yard pass. Jenikowski, congratulations on an illustrious career. Okay, so now we're going to take a brief break, and y'all hear from our sponsors. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Passenger Side. I'm back for a new season with more music, more topics, and a whole lot of complaining. Tune into my show Thursdays at 8 p.m., only on Titan Radio. All right, y'all, last leg of this episode. We're talking about the NBA playoffs, baby. We talk about the playoffs? We talk about the playoffs. So, boy, we're going to go series by series. Honestly, before we go series by series, I'm I'm happy that it's the second round already. That first round. It took so long. Not even long. Like, it was, just like, it was outside of the San Antonio, like, Denver series, and I, I guess the Clippers Warriors, but we all yeah. knew the Warriors just were going to win. Just the Clippers Warriors, like Clippers, like the two. Like two outside games. of those two series, first round was not that exhilarating. Pretty boring. But I think the second round. Oh yeah, people are bleeding. Let's get started. Yeah, let's dive let's right in with the Rockets and the Warriors. So if you guys didn't watch the game, so James Harden was bleeding out of both of his eyes after Draymond. They're both going, him and Draymond Green were both trying to go for a ball. Draymond Green nails him in the face. And both his eyes started bleeding. Honestly, on initial watch, I just think, like, he grazed him. And, like, it was typical James Harden, like, quote-unquote flopping. It wasn't a flop. I saw he got hit. But, like, Mm -hmm. I thought he was just being very dramatic. And then he ends up leaving for 11 minutes in the game and coming back. And they have, have like, a video of his eye. And there's, like, a big old cut in it. And I'm like, oh, shit. I did not see that. Yeah, he was bleeding out of both of his eyes at the press conference after the game. He said that... um, 
you could barely see. Um, but and um, and like Draymond did apologize for it. Yeah. So, well, when your star player is like complaining about the arena lights bothering him, like he, if you saw in the game, like he had to shade his eyes yeah. down from the arena lights during timeouts and stuff like that. Like that's bad. Mm-hmm. That's real bad. Yeah. From one blind person to James Harden, I feel your pain. Lights also hurt my eyes. For you guys that don't know, Brandy's four eyes. Yeah. That's why. I wear contacts occasionally, but I, I can't see. Um, so if you would like to donate to my <laughs> LASIK eye surgery Go fund, <laughs> my GoFundMe is... I'm just kidding. I don't think I would ever start a GoFundMe. I so don't care if I was homeless. Before before the series started, what was your prediction on this series? Well, I always want the Warriors to lose, but I had them winning. I mean... And how many? I had them winning in s- either five or six. I was never really like set in stone. Dang, five. Yeah. What you have that we? I had I had Rockets winning in six really? to be honest because I thought Clint Capella would be the X factor, their big man especially with Boogie going mm-hmm. down in the first round, but Clint Capella hasn't done jack shit. No. And like I mentioned, how James Harden was out those eleven minutes, I thought we were gonna see some vintage Chris Paul, like point guard Chris Paul. I didn't see any of that. Yeah. So literally right now it's just James Harden and Eric Gordon as their top scorers, and then yesterday off the bench they had nothing besides austin rivers and when you're relying on austin rivers as a go-to <laughs> score off the bench or even your third option like you got problems and even even though hard when james harden came back into the game he still had the highest field goal percentage of, of his postseason career which was 9 of 19 47.4 percent that's yeah. insane because but, but that also i mean that's they do i think the rockets do rely on him too a little too much but i think the Ro- I think the Rockets, they just have to play better defense, honestly. it I think the Rockets are kind of killing themselves. They're shooting themselves in the foot right mm-hmm. now. Um, in my eyes, the Rockets should be going back to Houston with a 2-0 lead. They shouldn't yeah. be down 2-0. I think they would have le- at least one and one. That's what I was going to say. I think at least one and one. They I think they should at least be one and one. But, I mean, the Warriors are the Warriors, but we also know, I think it's very apparent this season about how a lot of teams and, peop- and people in the league have complained how biased the refs are. And I think, especially within this last series and the Clippers, like, it's so obvious. And I, it does give, I mean, it does, the Clippers, the Clippers, the Warriors do have insane amount of talent on their team, but if it's like kind of, they're, they're the Patriots, pretty much. They're the Patriots without everybody loves, like, the rest love the Patriots. They almost never get anything called on them. Yeah. That, and I think it's very apparent. A funny headline coming in, a funny headline coming into this game was Scott Foster refing the game, and the Rockets have expressed to the NBA that they do not want Scott Foster refing their games. So get this. James Harden, in his career, has fouled out five times, I believe. Something like that, five times. And four of those times he was fouled out, Scott Foster was wrapping the game. What you got against Harden, Foster? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't like the beard. He fears the beard. Maybe. He actually fears the beard. To, but in the game last night, Scott Foster, he wasn't really that, like, vocal. And they didn't really have too many complaints about him. So, but I don't know. It's just. Well, they did give, um, well, well, Nen and Draymond, Draymond, they did have technicals called against that was them. A exactly. Tech- but they recalled, they recalled it they received yeah. the call which was good for draymond because, yeah i know because he's about to foul out yeah but honestly because draymond i think is at four technicals right now and at seven technicals he gets a one game suspension in the playoffs 
So, and knowing Draymond, that can yeah. be within a two, three game span where he gets those three technicals. Yeah. So it's like, but they rescinded that one, which is a terrible technical call. Like, let let the kids play, ref. Let I, the kids play. I mean, I would want to see the Rockets need to get get it together. I would want them. I want to see them beat the Warriors. I think. In this, I mean, if it's anyone within this round, I think it can be the Rockets who can beat the Warriors. But y'all got to get it together. Uh, so. the, the Rockets are beating themselves right now. They need yeah. to get their shit together, recoup, get these two games. They cannot, not absolutely not drop a game in Houston. Because if they do, then it's GG. Yeah. Game's over. Um, And actually, funny other stat is the Warriors, every time they're up 2-0, they're undefeated all but one time. I think they're like 23-1, and and that one time Oof. was when they blew that 3-1 lead to the Cavaliers <laughs> in the finals. But yeah, so that's not a good stat to hear about if you're a Rockets fan. So Stats were made to be broken, literally. I thought it was records. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both. You heard it here first. Both are okay, everyone. I said so. Okay, so now we're going to talk about a series that is tied, and that's the Sixers and the Raptors. Jimmy, not James, Butler is going off. Yeah. 30 points, 12 in the last quarter in the last game, and I think it was an ins- it was an insane game to watch especially when this Sixers even the series. Yeah, I was surprised that they beat, they they tied up the series even with Joel and Beat having the shits. that was funny when he came out and said it um it happens man but the raptors like the rockets beat themselves Mm -hmm. the amount of missed shots that they have i think in the first half they shot like or first quarter they shot something like 26 percent from the field yeah like awful 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 and then like it was just bad offense in general like bad coaching in general Kawhi Leonard scored 35 points yeah but that's it that yeah exactly that's it and shout out! I'll, I want to like even though Kawhi had thirty five points, like shout out to Ben Simmons playing forty four minutes and guarding him. Um, but like Siakam went into the paint late late in the game, and he went up against three guys. And then you have Danny Green who missed two to three wide open three pointers that could have tied or cut the lead to a one possession game. And their bench just hasn't showed up because the Raptors arguably have one of the best benches in the NBA. With Fred Van Fleet, they have Marcus Saul or Ibaka, depending on who the starter is, and then they have Jeremy Lin, and that they're stacked on the on on the bench, but their bench has not showed up this entire series. Yeah, I think that this is first of all, this is why they play its best out of seven games, and especially with basketball because like literally, I mean, I think it happened like Embiid had the quote unquote flu. But so he'll be back next game for sure. But I think that the Raptors should win this series. Oh yeah, I I have Raptors in five or six. Yeah, I had them in five. Yeah, possibly five? four. But well, no. But the Raptors, no, same thing as the Rockets, shooting themselves in the face. Yeah, I'm gonna say in the face because they should have this series on lock. It's one game. Yeah, it w- it was sad that. They didn't even score 90 points yeah. in the game. That was bad. But they'll, they'll bounce back. I think they take both games in Philly. Maybe they drop one game, and then they win the next two after that. But five or six, done. It's a wrap. Six, eight, six is too many games for them to play. Six? Yeah. You think it's too many? Yeah. 
I say they win the next three. But given given how streaky that the Sixers are, you never know. Like JJ Reddick can go off any moment. Like Tobias Harris can go off any moment. Jimmy Butler's been their like consi- most consistent. Jimmy, player. not James. Everyone, it's Jimmy, not James. Most consistent player in the playoffs, and then Ben Simmons. Even though statistically they're not, he's not there with offensive numbers, but defensively he's taking the role of guarding Kawhi Leonard, which is probably the hardest job in that series to do. And then Embiid only took what seven shots last night. Yeah. As your quote unquote star of your team taking it, seven shots. That's it was a bad performance last night. Really bad overall from both teams. Yeah, but. Even then, like, they couldn't even score 100 points in the playoffs. Like, come on. You yeah. can't. Well, I mean, it, it was a defensive battle. That's what it was. Right. But uh, they. Still. I, you I, can't I, miss open shots. Yeah. That Danny, More than the, the Danny Green misses is shots. what, like, drove me insane. Absolutely insane. Those Danny Green misses. Because he, if he made that one at the end, it's a tie ball game. And now we're sitting here 1-1. But that is the NBA. That is a playoffs for you. Anything can happen. Moving on to the next series, we got Celtics and the Bucks. Oh wow. my God, that game one just that game one took me by surprise. I didn't think yeah. the Celtics. Yeah, they had a good run against the Indiana Pacers, and I think like they're honestly that was their best bet to try to get it clicking together. You said that they were they were gonna be out. Would you say they were gonna be out in four or five this round? Do you remember this round? Yeah, I said Celtics and Bucks. I said. Bucks and six. Last round, oh, okay. I said. Last round, I said Celtics in four or five mm, because okay. they didn't have Victor Oladipo yeah. at Pacers. Um, and I think ha- having that generous matchup in the first round helped the Celtics come together and click together. And you saw that in Game One; they were outstanding. Oh well, it also doesn't help that like in Game One, Giannis decided to just not play. Yeah, seven for twenty-one in shooting. Yeah, you can't be Giannis. But you, you gotta, that. you gotta give a shout out to Al Horford. Al mm-hmm. Horford's. Honestly, if he did, he should be all defensive consensus as a center in the league. This guy's defense th- as a center outside of Nikola Jokic, outside of Joel Embiid, Al Horford is a guy that you want because he plays defense, hearts out, great leader, veteran, and he can space the floor with his three point shooting ability. Well, I'm not knocking the Celtics and like like you said how well they play defensively, but I think that. The Bucks just completely under, completely underestimated Celtics. Completely. That that's a possibility. That is a big possibility. But that game too didn't under, underestimate them. Oh no, that's that's the Bucks. Yeah. That's I was like, okay, th- thanks for showing up. Now. Well, actually, in the first half, I was watching it, and it was a close game. It was neck and, I think it was a two point game going into halftime, and then that third quarter just. Yeah, Bucks I mean, but I think off. that was just the momentum of the first game. Maybe for the for the Celtics. What, you're talking about that first half was momentum? Yeah, from the first game. Yeah, could be. Possibly. But honestly, this is going to be a great series if the Celtics... But I think also to add to this is you can tell in each of these series, these teams are missing key players. Like for mm-hmm. the Bucks, Malcolm Brogdon's out. He may not come back until, I think, game six or five or something like that. And then you have Marcus Smart, who's going to be out this round too. So those two are key players, and I think they make a very big impact on the game. Yeah, I think, I mean, maybe not, like, shooting-wise, but, like, just makes the, it's that way they can make plays. Yeah. And move well, Marcus, around the Marcus defense. Smart is arguably their best defender on that team yeah. for the Celtics. So not having him is a tough, tough blow. Yeah, I think if the, if the Celtics keep playing really good defense like they have been, 
the and the Bucks, they just need the Buck. They could. I don't think they're gonna beat the Bucks, but they could take the Bucks out for a while. Yeah, I I still got Bucks in six. Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had Bucks in five. five. I want everyone to win really short. Let's get to the finals Why? already. This, this, I want the drama. No, the drama is exciting. I do love drama. So now moving on to the final series that we're gonna talk about is Trailblazers and the Nuggets. Right now, the Nuggets are up one game. They're playing the other game right now. Actually, the score is right before the second quarter just started and it's 31 23 trailblazers which is good to see which means i mean we can't watch it obviously right now because trailblazers yeah which we can't watch right now because you know we're podcasting we're busy i'll go and watch the replay i'll watch the game again yeah but But, um i mean the first game all the trailblazers did all they could do well was turn over the ball yeah was turnovers it, it was really bad that was really bad all these teams are just shooting themselves in yeah the i mean they just did not start i feel like a lot of teams didn't start off super hot or what we expected i think mm. so but i i think i think the trailblazers may be an easier matchup than the spurs were for the nuggets yeah i um, agree just because of the big man to big man kind of a thing because yoke is this back again, like when I was talking about Brogdon and Marcus Smart, the the Nuggets are gonna miss. Or sorry, not the Nuggets. The Trailblazers are gonna miss use of Nurkic, not being there, especially since Nurkic and Jokic were both teammates in Denver. I guess you would know how to play it. But that pick and roll duo of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray is just lethal, and it's far better than Westbrook Adams pick and roll because Jamal Murray is that guy who can shoot maybe two feet behind the arc and Jokic can spread the floor whereas Steven Adams cannot spread the floor or Jokic can get the ball as a roller and swing it out to the corner if the help defense comes down so I think as a trailblazers it's a much much harder defensive job for the for the trailblazers handling Jokic and Murray yeah and and the first game Jokic Jokic, he was the person to stop like in this game I mean I have we haven't seen it yet we're talking speaking we have not seen it it's going on right now but Jokic was on fire. He scored 37 points. And if the trail play- first of all, trailblazers need to stop turning over the ball. You need to hold on to it, get it together, get your rotation, get your plays in order. And they need to stop Jokic because if yeah. he keeps playing like he is, it's going to be re- it's going to be a difficult series for them. And Ennis Cancer, who's the trailblazers' starting center, he's not known for his defense. He did a good defensive job in the first round against the uh, Thunder, mm-hmm. but I can't see him stopping Jokic at all. This is a very well, favorable matchup for the Nuggets and Jokic. I think also he has a disadvantage, too, because he's, he has a shoulder injury, and he plays, he's played through it. So, yeah, Cantor played very well with the shoulder injury, so despite all that, so now it's, it's going to be a hard job for him, but we'll see kind of how... Um, I don't It's not a, obviously not a serious injury, but still, I mean, when your body's not 100%, you're in the playoffs trying to go as hard as you can, it's, it takes a toll. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how this pans out. I have... Trailblazers in seven. I think Lillard and McCollum will still take over. Yeah. No no one can stop Lillard. Jamal Murray cannot. I think this series is going to rely heavily on the role players, not really the star players. Like guys like Gary Harris, guys like Monte Morris, and on the Trailblazers side, Alpha Rukamini, Moral Harkless, Myers Leonard, Zach Collins. Those kind of guys. I think the stars will be stars. They'll go back and forth. But I think the role players are the ones who's going to give one team the edge over the other, whether it's offensive or defensively. Right. I think that's with every team that in the playoffs. When you're in the playoffs, everybody needs to show up. And you 
because everybody's going to block everybody's going to cover your star player everybody's going to stop them that's the number one priority so you need everybody else to kind of fall in line yeah and that that's what i didn't see the trailblazers aminu harkless none of them did anything game one yeah we'll see how it pans out game two which is going on right now it's looking like knock on wood the trailblazers are gonna it so is that that's your prediction trailblazers yeah in what Mm, I would say, this is I would the, say this is the, six, but if they don't get it together, this seven. is the only game, the series I have going to seven games. Seven games? Yeah, I it'd be cool. it'd be a games. fun series to watch. So yeah. I wouldn't be mad. But these guys are gonna be tired by the time they get to the Western Conference yeah. Finals. I just feel like everyone's playing a lot of games. Well, they're gonna be tired, and not only that, they're gonna be playing either the Warriors or the Rockets. Yeah. So it's not a favorable matchup for them either. Yeah. So the funny thing, they should win in five if they really, for best case scenario at this point. But I think they're gonna win in six. They're trying. They're trying their hardest. They're trying. All right. Last little bit. Greg Popovich, head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, is expected to sign for another three years, which would make him the highest paid coach in the NBA. And he most likely will retire. Uh, Spurs coach, the yeah. Of the Spurs. I I honestly thought that he was gonna retire after next year. I thought he would do a one year deal, and call it quits, call it a career, right off in the sun. But um, I mean, nothing set in stone yet. But yeah, yeah. But my whole my whole reasoning behind that is because he's coaching the twenty twenty Olympic team. So I think coaching them the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season for the Spurs. And then he in the summer he coaches the 2020 Olympics, and then it's a lot. I think I think well not not only that I think that's a great way to end your career is just coach the USA Olympics. team and then you're done. Yeah, that's that's what I thought he would do, but just three years. Well, he doesn't want time. to coach. He wants to go another two years. Good for him and good for the Spurs. <laughs> great for the Spurs. Not even just good. Great for the Spurs because I arguably think. It's it's actually up. To, he he's top two coach. It's between him and Phil Jackson. Best uh, coach yeah, of all time. Yeah, twenty two consecutive years in the playoffs. Yeah, five rings. Yeah, Phil Jackson got eleven though. Yeah, Phil Jackson also did True. have Kobe and Michael Jordan though. I think Phil Jackson was better. If we're talking like top top, he's for sure top two. Yeah, but Phil Jackson, of course, number one. I can't I can't not pick him. Yeah, I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, it, it it's a it's very very close. And maybe that's why he wants to go another three years, another two, yeah, another three years instead of just one year. Maybe wants he's to like, win more he's rings. He's like, I'm gonna get that record. Well, he wouldn't get eleven rings. He wouldn't. He wouldn't get eleven. But, but I he'd just get close. Closer, but yeah. So I think right now he has one thousand two hundred forty-five wins, which is third all-time best. So maybe he's trying to be number one. All right, you guys. Well, that is all the time we have for today. I gotta go take a nap because apparently I'm cranky. Super cranky. Anyway, especially when it comes to NFL kickers. <laughs> yeah, watch. They're gonna come after me. All the kicker supporters are gonna come after me. Once I'm serious get... about that video, we're making that video and posting it on our no, on our social media. I don't want to. See, Brandy's scared now. She knows she can't kick a damn field goal. I can't. Well, I'm Mexican, so maybe I could like what? <laughs> maybe my natural skills of kicking of like a ball, like you know, soccer. Are you racist to your own people? I don't what i call it like i see it man <laughs> when i buy it's funny guys i used to hate soccer all my cousins would play they would literally play with anything one time we went to the snow and they were upset they couldn't play soccer outside so they'd play with like a bread roll and like you know those giant marshmallows like those big ones they would play with those in the house <laughs> anyways but yeah but anyways long story short i do actually let, enjoy watching soccer now it is interesting Football. especially the world cup Football, football yeah. is fun. But I'm trying. I'm trying to start getting into MLS because soccer is really exciting. Like you just have to be into it. Not, you got to get into Euro League. 
Champions League, oh, yeah. Premier League, La Liga. Yeah, I mean, I just want to be well versed. Well, yeah, but I'm just trying to be well versed on like the M- MLS, MLS is dope. Yeah, MLS is dope. But if you really want to get into soccer, it's all about the European leagues, yeah. Champions League stuff like that. True. Well, I mean, tell, I, honestly, if you want Brandy to get into soccer, tell her to get into it so we can talk about stuff on here. Because I've been dying to talk about Champions League is going on right now. I've been dying to talk about Champions League. You never told me. How am I supposed to know if you don't tell me? Go watch Champions League. And All we right. can talk about it. It's semifinals right now. We'll talk about the finals next week. Okay. Let's go. Wait. Let's get it. Next week's my birthday, so I can't record. Hey. All right. So for next week, I'm looking for a new co-host. <laughs> it's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday to Brandy. Thank you very much. But Please I'm, send me presents. But I'm still looking for a new co-host. Oh, send her money to her GoFund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for my eye surgery. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to be able to see so bad as soon as I wake up in the morning. It gets getting bad. Like, I should not be legally allowed to drive at night if I don't have glasses on. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I'm technically almost legally blind in my left eye. I'm legally blind, but I can see <laughs> barely. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, so if you want to, you know, give me a birthday present, I would love to get laser eye surgery. And if you could, you know, want to contribute to that, would be great. But anyways, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you have, like Kush said earlier, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, blah, 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 please hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and we'll respond to you. Or at least I will. I'll try to be on top of it. <laughs> Social medias again, Twitter at the underscore nosebleeds and Instagram at nosebleeds. At, sorry, at the nosebleeds. And then Spotify apple podcast catch us there rate us love us like us subscribe talk to us. follow us all that good stuff and we will see y'all next time deuces bye